0: in everybody Chad Oakland Jolin here with the Red Light Hockey podcast we're with some guys we're always with some guys we got Paul we got Liam we're doing our next preview this week what's this episode 48 49 48 bro 48 48 is there any good NHL
1: players number 48
0: Hmm. off top who you got David
1: Creech oh no he was 46 uh Matt Grizzlick, 48 we didn't we, we said good players not not Bruins
2: uh one of the custitans.
0: I don't even know who that is. One Could of the
1: Custitans.
0: <laughs> I, I think it was one. Scott Young. He was 48, I guess. Who knows? Um, anyways, so that's our it's our 48th episode, of course. Last week we talked about the metro, we talked about the, the Atlantic. This week we're gonna talk about the Pacific, talk about the central, talk about some other stuff. I have to tell you, I was asking Liam before Paul. I just started learning how to skate because I'm trying to learn how to play hockey so I can actually play and do stuff. And, you know, now I work at a rink, so it's very easy in the middle of the day, I'll look at the schedule and see a free ice free ice for an hour. And then just ask the facilities guy to be like, Hey, can I go? And he said, yeah, as long as I don't have to cut after, I don't really care. I was like, okay. And so I go out there and get to have some fun for a little bit. It's a great time because last year two years ago in San Jose, we had a media game where everybody in the media got to play on the ice and I didn't get to play because I couldn't skate. And it's interesting, Liam, because we were talking about this, but I played roller hockey and I played extensive like ball hockey, backyard hockey growing up. So I have a really strange set of skills because I could skate pretty well forward and I have the basic mechanics down, but then I can't stop. I can stick handle and I can shoot, but I I just, it's weird because usually I feel like you get your, I have way more balance with a stick than without. And when I'm just skating, it's just a strange situation for me right now. And then he's, well, yeah, no, I know that, but it's been fun. I'm finally, I can stop like those six year olds that have the plastic things that they're skating around with. So I'm getting there. Um, I will say it's a little scarier falling when you're an adult than when you're a kid. Like I feel like we were impervious to any pain when you're a child. And now if I, if I fall, you know, it's, it is what it is. You pop back up, but it, it hurts a little bit more. Like the next day I had a bruise on my leg and because I, I ate at one time pretty good, but anyways, that's that yeah, i we can't gotta,
1: skate either so
0: i'm learning i can't skate i don't want to be in your boat I, ball but, I, uh, I can't no not at all <laughs> um we're, we're, we're a hockey podcast and only one of us can skate i mean i can skate yeah. okay at least one and a half of us can skate like you got to give me that if you, if i put on skates i look better than the average person just not the average hockey player put it that way like, I look like I, an
1: elephant on skates so i mean there's that um <laughs> what
0: well, we got i, ju- I jump in but, front of pucks mm. Oh, yeah. are you a goalie? You are, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, hockey this week, nothing really happened, right? No big stories in the news. Um, <laughs> because, uh, Robin Leonard? He went pretty crazy, and I don't mean that in a he just went off. He, he called up is. the entire league. He he still is. He's, he's still tweeting stuff. Today. It started with an interview on a famous podcast, and then people were at him and his mentions, is what I understand, and then. It kind of started to go, and then he called out the Flyers and said that they mishandled Nolan Patrick, and then he made some good points in this podcast interview as well.
2: And also, since then, since then, other players have came forward about the whole drug thing from other teams. So it is not just the Flyers. Um, I forgot the the enforcer from the Canucks. Tim Sistito. Sistito also said the same thing. It was a shocking amount of Ambien who was given from the Canucks, uh, and then other teams as well. Um, I forget which other team. I believe San Jose was also involved. Oh, mm-hmm. also there's some Evander Kane news. Oh yeah, the
0: fake COVID more. vaccine thing. Yeah, more more Evander Kane allegations. This is just a messy divorce that's public now. This is just all this is. I I, I equate this to, you know, the if Jay Z and Beyonce like that type of thing, where it's like well, this is just
2: an ugly divorce. Well, no, no, the COVID allegations wasn't even from his from his uh, ex wife or whatever. was it from? Well, the NHL did an investigation mm-hmm. on on him for something else, and apparently, this came up in an investigation. They're investigating that farther now.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't have a fake COVID vaccine card. That's that's a no go. Can't be. That's doing five. That.
2: That's five years in federal prison.
0: Yeah, I mean, Evander Kane. It's interesting. He's still on the. He's still on the Sharks roster.
2: Granted, so, um, I will
0: say I will say the sharks roster looking pretty nice, but we'll get to that later. It's not actually my, um, nice better than I thought. My it question
2: would. is, my question is, because you're an American, you may know this yeah. better than I do. So if Kane is found guilty about this, will he actually go to federal prison or will he just get deported? No I have no idea.
0: I have no idea. deported this, back I'm, to Canada. Then... I could I could look it up, but if you're asking me outright, I yeah. don't know. I know that it's okay. a fine. I know it's a pretty hefty fine. Yeah, I want to say and almost like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think, Jeez. Uh, because I'm pretty sure it falls under like identity theft and like falsifying medical documents and like the same type of way you could falsify a medical document to, you know, become able to get disability to qualify for that to get. Mo- so it's it's a serious crime. I do know that. And because there's all these people on TikTok who are making fake vaccine cards and then posting about them. And then yeah. all, the, all the people who disagree with their political positions are turning them into the FBI. And it's just a great scene out there. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch because it's just like two two petty people just yelling at each other. But um, anyways, all that aside, um, yeah, it's a shit show for Evander Kane, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I can't but think of a guy who's had a worse few months in a while. <laughs> off topic,
2: back to the Robin Leonard stuff that we were just uh-huh. talking about. Um, yeah, he, he basically called out Vino, and uh, if you're wondering, the podcast it was actually on Spit and Chikolets that he was yeah. on um, with them, and he was talking about how a certain coach when was being interviewed to the golf play for teams before he signed with the Islanders after his year in Buffalo and when, when he went to rehab and everything. Uh, what a certain coach in the interview said a certain coach was uh, basically said it was a piece of shit for going to rehab and like rehab's joke and a bunch of very very things like that. And now based on how he's how he's going after Vigneault, calling him a dinosaur and all that stuff. I mean, you can put the
0: two plus he two. he confirmed this... that? Who, that's who confirmed that. Has Laner confirmed that he was talking about Vigneault? He has not.
2: Okay. But he, he said, like, he, he doesn't agree with cancel culture, but
0: that coach will have karma come to him. Cancel so culture why... doesn't exist for shit like this. Cancel culture is when people get canceled for things that they don't deserve to get canceled for. This is something that someone should probably lose their job over. Right. So and I this agree. is I, not cancel culture. I agree
2: with that. I'm just saying what Leonard said.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, so, and I agree. Cancel culture is stupid, but so not when I it's think, a legitimate thing.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you can put two plus two together, but it's not
0: confirmed, but it's very much inferred. Yeah. The only thing that, with Vigneault is he couldn't have had that much time with him if he never played but, for him, right? Right.
2: I, but he, he was saying he was very like insulted by what he said in the interview. Because, again, you listened to, listen to the interview, right, Chad? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, so he, he was saying, like, that interview that he had with that coach almost made him drive back to drinking and back to the go back
0: down when he just came out of rehab for. The day it happened, right? He said he, like, yeah. flew the – yeah. The day he yeah. – like, his first day out of the rehab facility.
2: Yeah. And then Lou Morello
0: literally saved him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's ugly. This is – I mean, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with Tyler Skaggs in the MLB, but it's similar to that, where there's one person on a team who should be prescribing medication, right? And it should be the team doctor. I don't know if athletic – I don't think athletic trainers can prescribe medication, can they? No. I mean – I don't think so. They might be – if they're like a I – I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not going to speak on this. I just know that they can't be coming from coaches.
2: No, but –
0: yes in the states or in certain states
2: i think it's fucking it's weird i know in canada they can't
0: yeah it's just a coach should uh no they're not no uh they can they can administer over-the-counter medications in small quantities i can give you advil but they're not giving you that type of stuff and uh it's yeah i think so I've spent a lot of time because, you know, you know, huge sports guy um, spent a lot of time researching kind of the bad parts of sports, domestic violence in football, concussions in football, the racism in the NHL, and just kind of the because that's interesting to me. It's interesting to see how sports are, you know, a product of social change. And they really are. I mean, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier before you know, African-Americans were considered equal citizens. And it happens in every sport where usually they are a few years ahead of the curve and now they're starting to fall behind the curve. And so I always like, I always like looking into this. This is, in my opinion, the biggest black eye in sports right now, mental health. If you, if you, if you grouped mental health in with prescription drug, drug abuse and how big of an epidemic that is right now and is going to be in the future, it's staggering. it's these guys are
2: i i I think sports is very similar to the military in certain ways yeah as far as the mental health thing is because the culture in the military mental health everybody says oh yeah get help get help get help but a lot of the time you're put down or you lose career opportunities because you're getting help
0: yeah no there's people say that what we're doing right now being able to talk about it is very good it's a lot better than it used to be That being said, it still gets talked about. You look at how anyone who comes out with anything, I mean, in the interview he mentioned, but there's also, you know, just common sense if you follow sports, like Naomi Osaka, she was demonized for taking herself out because she didn't want to deal with reporters. She took herself out of the U.S. Open, yeah. Jonathan Dre and, you know, Simone Biles. And just these people who just don't want to fucking deal with it anymore. And I get it because – imagine you're having a bad day. Imagine you're having a few bad days. Imagine you're playing bad, making $10 million and you have a bad season. And these reporters are all asking you questions. You don't want to answer. Yeah. It's such, such a brutal thing because it's the human side of sports that people don't ever think about. Yeah. And, and it's then also easier... like, go
2: ahead. Another athlete that like, I, I know way back in the time that imagined, like how much better he would be if like he was able to actually express the mental health issues, Roger Maris.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I, don't know, I feel like he went through a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was such a, it's such a kind of a, I always want to say feng shui, but that's not what it is. What's it called when you can't talk about it? Taboo. Taboo. I always want to say feng shui, and that's completely different. But it's such a taboo thing in the sports world because there's still this gross kind of masculinity thing that needs to happen with athletes that's just, athletes are going to athletes are going to be alpha males a lot it's just how it goes it's just kind of who they attract but i mean on this team i'm on now or that i work with now you have people from every every walk of life representing every socioeconomic background representing a lot of different racial groups and a lot of different i don't know what the word would be do you know the word for they're all different people diversity yeah. Well, no, not diversity because I'm talking about like mental state and their mental, oh. life. they're all different. Walks of life. They're yeah, different yeah walks of life. they are. And they're all just different, you know, prototypes. They're not, Yeah. they're not all alpha male six, five ripped. You know, there's guys yeah. who there's guys who I see reading in the locker room. There's guys who, you know, it's funny. Cause we, we have all their t- scores. We have everything. And it's just funny because some of these kids are really smart. Some of these kids struggle with school. Some of these kids, you know, it, it's just athletes come from everywhere. And to look at Robin Laner and say, Oh, you're a good goalie, you have to be the same as Andre Vasilevsky, who has to be the same as John Gibson, who has to be the same as Ben Bishop, who has to be the same as it's, Brace. It's preposterous. You're never yeah. that's never going to happen. There are 32 starting goaltenders in the NHL, and they're all similar in various ways, I'm sure. You know, they all well, I mean, they're they're all similar, because I always think the three of us, right, Paul, Liam and Chad, we're similar enough that we found each other on this podcast, right? We're similar enough to where we followed social media, we followed random hockey pages and ended up getting connected, but we're still vastly different people. You know, you're in the you're in the military, I work in the business, Paul has a saw on his wall. So it's just we're all very different people. And the Damn. fact that <laughs> the fact that people say, Oh yeah, it, it, it'd be similar if someone looked at the three of us and said, Oh yeah, you're all you're podcasters, you're all hockey guys. Yeah, but but we're Liam's not. married. I live in a place I've never it, you know, it's just we're so different that people forget that about athletes and say, Oh, you're all on the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You must all be the same. These guys are from 10 different countries. It's yeah. it's it's my problem with this is I get you wanting to treat athletes like they're better than the average person. They're all, they're I, physical specimens. They're top 0.001% of what they do in the world. I but feel like
2: athletes people. are very similar to the soldiers. That's far in a, in a lot of ways.
0: So the way, the similarity I see, and I'm with you because my uh, one of my good friends is in the military here. He's in the Navy and the- yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't think about what he was in for a second. Um go on go on me, beat Navy. He, whatever. Um, but he, he says the same thing. I think it has to do with your body serving a part of your livelihood.
2: Right. I think. Like,
0: I think it has to do with like I can do the job yeah, that I'm doing until I couldn't talk anymore.
2: Right. Like, in my old, in my old regiment in uh, where in Manitoba where I was before, we had a saying on the on the wall in the gym you're in the military, you are, you're like a professional athlete. Your tool is your body. Your physical fitness is your tool. If you do not maintain your physical fitness, you're useless. And you're not, you're not able to do your job and serve your country and do your, and be employed. Yeah. It's part of it. Right. So that, that, that's like the way, like it's the correlation. And as far as like, we do have to keep and maintain our fitness to be able to do our jobs properly. Um, we do like for, for mo- posting. Like I, I just got, I moved here. It's basically like getting traded because they, they sent another guy back out west to move to replace me there and they send me here. So I kind of got traded between two regiments type thing. There's, there's a there is a lot of simula- similarities. There's a lot of
0: similarities, it. but the reason this is a, a story for the NHL is something that doesn't happen in the army, and it's the publicity. No one and not to be no one cares that you moved, right? People are gonna be no. mad that this guy got traded people are going to be mad that they signed here in free agency. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where, you know, there's expectations on you, Liam, there's expectations on everyone in the military from their superiors and from people under them that are relying on them. And it's the same thing in the NHL, except it's public and everybody yep. knows about it. And yep. for those of you who even, for me, the the mental health question, you just can't question it. There's, there's not enough people in the world that, my thing is robin laner if you were to give him a choice of you can either not have any mental health issues never have to go to rehab not be an alcoholic or go through those things do you think he's going to choose the harder path you think no. he wants to have those things happen this isn't a choice this isn't something that you want so when someone's struggling with it and has enough courage to come out and say something about it you have to you have to respect it you have to you know believe it you have to be Open and available to accept that opinion, because no one knows my experience better than me. No one knows your experience better than you, Liam or Paul. And and this is this is a topic that hits home with me because, like I said the, I've been in a room after a guy got traded, after he gave a press conference, and it was one of the sad, but also eye opening for me, because. You know, fans of the team that traded him remember. Oh yeah, he was a great player. He took us here, and he did that. And all I can think of is that when he walked out of the, walked off a press conference in tears. And it, you just don't think of that side of it. These people are they're people. So Robin Lanner, more power to him. I, I yeah. love that it's Robin Lerner. I love, although I have a hard time agreeing with what's his name, Carcillo, Daniel Carcillo.
2: Yeah.
0: I Have a hard time. Yeah. yeah. But he's been on the right side of this for a long time too. So I do, I do give him some props for that, but, anyways, I think that, that's the Robin Leonard stuff. Um, I respect think that's to Leonard. Good. Yeah, respect, and you know, I don't think our our words hold a whole lot of weight, but no. you know, if you ever want to come on, we got you. But um, let's go ahead. We'll discuss now. Let's discuss the central. Also,
2: before we uh, get get on the mental health stuff, yeah, I do want to say one thing: mm-hmm. never forget. Never forget the 22. The what? Uh, The 22. I don't know what that is. So that's my point. Um, Every day in the United States, 22 veterans commit suicide. Mm. Because of PTSD and other things. Mm -hmm. And I believe in Canada, it's around 22 as well. I think it's a little bit less because we have a smaller military, but roughly around the same number too. Mm -hmm. So just never forget the 22 and there's a a lot of initiatives out there to end or try to help it, so for me, that's one thing that hits home. Yeah. Never, never, never forget the 22, and you know, if you need help, talk about it, reach out to us, although Absolutely. I, yeah, we have a lot of military following, so.
1: No, agreed, agreed. Especially bipolar. If you're bipolar, it's okay to say it. I'm bipolar. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Anyway, that's uh, enough of the mental health stuff. Now moving on to the Pacific division. No, we're going central
0: first. We're going central saving the best for last.
2: So let's go Pacific. Then, if you want to go best for last.
0: Um, so, <laughs> and that's obviously, it's obviously, you know, the Pacific's <clears throat> going to be a brutal division this year. This is oh, a new division nice. though. The central they're adding top tier team, the Arizona coyotes. So that'll be, it'll be interesting for them. Of course, the shift coyotes going into the central from the Pacific, the Seattle Kraken coming into the Pacific. I'm seeing the Kraken in two weeks. Going to a Kraken Devils game. Should be fun. Um, now,
2: I if I'm Arizona, I'm not happy about this. I'm smashing my head into a wall or something.
0: I'm super because happy about this. Being the Central? Yeah, 100%. Why? The Central is a tough division. You're moving out of a division. The The Pacific is a division that I agree. We could talk about these a little bit in, con, in concert with each other. The Pacific is a division that's not great right now. But – In two or three years, this is going to be an impossible division to win. It's going to be beastly. Because Anaheim has a nasty, nasty prospect pool. L.A. has a nasty prospect pool. The Kraken are going to be good. You still have Vegas. Vancouver just signed two great defense. – they're all going to be good. You have the two best players in the league, arguably, on one of the other teams. You know, there's a couple bad teams in there. Even them, like the Flames and the Sharks, I think are in the weird position where they're kind of holding on to old players and kind of trying to start new and all that. Even them, I don't think are terrible. You know, I would, I would put them as a decent team. Anyways, let's talk about the central before we get into the Pacific. Yeah. So like central St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Chicago, Arizona. That is the central division. I think there's one team that's pretty clearly winning this and I don't, I mean, Colorado is going to dominate this division. Yeah. Wait, you were talking about the
1: jets? No. I'm joking, I'm joking, everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about Minnesota. No, absolutely not. Minnesota. Minnesota's good. I think Minnesota's going to regress massively. I don't think they're going to be that good again. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I think they'll be okay, but I think Minnesota, I think this is a one team and then a group of about five. Like, you have Colorado and then, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I kind of put St. Louis, Dallas, Nashville, Winnipeg, and Minnesota all kind of in the same group. Any of those teams could finish second. Any of those teams could finish seventh. And I wouldn't yeah. really be surprised. Yeah. I think
2: Arizona is clearly the worst team in this division. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then um, Chicago. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we start from the bottom go up? I, I, my bottom two are Arizona and Chicago. I think those are the worst two teams in the division. I actually think that Chicago's going to surprise people this year. Yeah, they did last year. And then they fell back to level and ended up bad.
2: Well, no, they they had a bunch of people that got COVID. Yeah, but so did everybody
0: else.
2: Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Um, But I I, I don't know. I think Chicago's going to be better than people think this year, especially with the addition of Flower and Jones.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah. So all around, we have uh, Arizona last, right? Yes.
0: Okay. Arizona last. And then, let's see, Winnipeg made some good moves. It wouldn't shock me if Winnipeg is second in this division. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh,
1: I have them a second.
0: Winnipeg's also, uh, they're just – I mean, I guess lo- losing buff is – different, but they're big. They're a pain in the ass to play against. They got screwed in the playoffs last year. And I'm not saying they would have won anything, but that, that's a tough blow. You lose your top player.
2: It's I tough. find it hilarious, the uh, Manitoba public insurance commercial. They put a billboard of uh, Shikesley with his gloves like
0: this, keep rising the road. (laughs) Did you, did you, by the way, changing topics completely to something not related. Did you see the Ryan Reeves thing tonight? No. Ryan Ryan Reeves got twisted on Twitter or on in a game tonight. And uh, you can look it up for yourself. It does not look good. Uh, PK Subban went into a corner with him and kind of, it looked like one of those, you know, where you're, you, you're slowing down and then you have to turn. And so if you do it, it kind of looks like a slew foot because of how you're angling your legs to turn. He caught Ryan Reeves' right foot, and then Reeves fell on his left and toe-picked. Oh. It does not look good. So all, all if you want to look it up, you can, but it's not for the faint of heart. Hopefully he's okay. He went off. Subban was obviously very apologetic and didn't mean to do it. That's a tough blow, though, that Reeves Reeves is a guy as a as a, you know, fan and work for the, who watched him play all the time, He gives a lot more to you than you realize. Um, Anyways, aside from the point, look that up. Hopefully he's OK by the time you hear this. Hopefully everything's fine and he's all dandy. But yeah, who else? Dallas? No idea. They went from the Stanley Cup to one of the worst teams in the league because they had a tough start. I don't know where Dallas is going to be.
2: Plus, I think they, they didn't have Sagan. Well, I think that I think this year with an 82 they'll be better because Dallas always starts slow and then they get better in midway I Just like Nashville
0: two. too I like Nashville a lot Nashville to be Carolina Carolina last <gasps> um that's pretty much everyone in that division I mean St Louis I don't know I don't know what to think of St Louis either I, They did get they got better but I, I think they regress that, a lot I put them oh they did they lost guys yeah I put them in that four five spot right around yeah there. They're going, to be better, think, they're going to be better than Chicago. They're going to be better than Arizona.
2: So, top three in the playoffs, who do we got? We got uh, Colorado, obviously.
0: Colorado, Winnipeg. Uh, Minnesota? No, I don't. I have Minnesota down. I have Minnesota sixth, probably. I have Minnesota making the playoffs. I have Minnesota in the third. They lost their two huge pieces. Who did you lose?
1: Am I crazy? Was that last year? Am I making that up?
2: They bought out Parise.
1: Yeah. Parise and Suter. Yeah. Parise was more of a third-line guy at that point, though. It doesn't the matter. Liner.
0: They, they, they yeah. lost – that doesn't matter at all. As someone who could, sat through losing Patrick Marleau and Joe Thornton when they were both fourth-liners, doesn't matter. That's it, it's, it, it, There's one guy who's been on that team for 15 years, and it's him. It, that, that's going to make a difference. Also, the Kaprizov stuff was interesting. I don't know if that's going to affect anything long-term. But, I mean, he's there, so – and Suter was injured. Like he was
2: just—he's—he was done. Like he—it's the
0: presence, the presence of that. You have a team now that's young. You have a very young team now. And
2: no, but it, they, they still have some older guys. Like Dumba is twenty-seven. That's uh, not older.
1: He's older. He is. They older. have
2: Zuccarello.
0: They have Verdine who's twenty-nine. That's not older. That's not that old. Old though. In today's it's, NHL, that's old. It's old, but it's not the. It's not the same thing. You can't tell me. Oh, we lost Ryan Suter. It's fine. We have Dumba. That's not, those they're are young down equipment. the middle.
1: They're pr- they're pretty young down the middle.
0: Look, yeah.
1: I, I think Minnesota
0: went from being a kind of, they finished in sixth place in the central to all of a sudden getting put in a an easier division and then running the table. And now they're back in the hard division.
2: They're really got in because, an easier division. They were Vegas and Colorado.
0: Yeah, I get it was in St. Louis, right? Yeah. Yes, they had to play all the same hard teams. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, but yeah, so I mean, anyways, like, like I, I think, I think Minnesota regresses. I don't think Minnesota's going to be that good.
2: I think they're going to be okay. I think they're, they're they fall back. They're barely making the playoff thing they used to always do.
0: Yeah, yeah I,
1: I, I have them in the same grouping, like you said: Minnesota, Dallas, Chicago, Nashville, St. Louis. I have yeah. them just. I have them beating the other teams more than just getting that little step, but I don't think they're yeah. good. You want, if you want my my, uh, my call
0: on what I think is going to happen with Minnesota this year, I think they're going to play well against the good teams and not against the bad teams. Yeah, I could see them being a team that drops – what, they put four in division now, right, two home, two away? I yeah. could see them dropping three out of four to Arizona, Chicago, and Nashville, and that costing them a playoff spot. I have no yeah. faith in this team, none. So that's where I'm at with – with minnesota so i think we're all pretty consensus colorado winnipeg one two yeah right yeah so colorado first winnipeg second st rest- louis is and then three through five is kind of a crap shoot yeah i have nashville in there i have um dallas in there and i have minnesota in there, or st louis in there so those are my three teams that i'm kind of interchangeable on i think st louis they might figure it out it's all bennington We'll see. I have St. Louis at seven. Really? Yeah. You got St. Louis
1: down there, huh?
0: Where do you yeah, Chicago? I, you have
1: six? I, uh, no, I have Nashville at six. I just think that they're very unpredictable this year. Where do you have Chicago? Uh, above Nashville in fifth. Oh, okay. All I right. just, with Chicago's additions, uh, I'm not going to go out and say that Seth Jones is the greatest defenseman ever. Like some people are trying to make it out. No, uh, but he's a he good defenseman. Good. Yeah, he's going to get you what you need from him. And then Marco Andre Fleury is still probably one of the top, what, five goalies in the league. Oh, yeah. And so, and Jones
2: will be playing with his brother. Maybe. Doesn't matter. I don't uh, think they I, do that combination, but. I just think it'd be cool to see Jones and Jones as a pair.
0: Or Hughes and Hughes. Is that Hughes that just got drafted a defenseman?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yes yeah. that's it's what's it is it jack no it's not Jack. What's his name?
1: Luke. Luke Luke. I think they're both righties though. But fuck it, put them on the same line. What what do you mean? They're both what's right-handed. If they were on the same no. Oh no, on that on um in New Luke's Jersey only... Luke's Nico's only... a Nico's a what forward.
2: Are you... What are you talking about? Yeah, where do we go here?
1: I don't anyway. I don't know.
2: Can't... Luke you Hughes. were talking about the
1: Hughes brothers. I thought, yes. okay, yeah. Quinn and Luke so, are right, defense, or right no, defensemen. No, they're not.
2: No, they're not. Jack is a, a forward. forward. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, Jack is a forward. I'm thinking of Nico Heischer. I, don't I know was so confused right there. Me too. That, that threw okay. me for a
2: loop. So, Jack Hughes left handed. <laughs> Quinn yeah. Hughes is left handed. <laughs> Luke Hughes is right handed.
0: Mm. And... What about Howard Hughes? I don't know. He's from Aviator. Don't worry about it. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's okay. best work. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's anyways. move on to the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Pacific.
2: Um, I, here's my prediction for the Pacific before we even get started. I think there'll be more wildcard teams in the Pacific because it's an easier division, so it'll probably get teams that get more points in this division. That's my hot take.
0: See, I think of it the exact opposite. I think of it that the teams are bad, so they're not going to win any games out of comp out of division. Of your 82 game schedule, you only played 28 in division. How many teams right. do you have from this division making the playoffs? Three.
1: Same.
0: Four. Yeah, I have three. Yeah. I have four. So the and it's interesting with this too, because I have it's one team. Vegas is the best team in the division. Yeah. I, I think I think that uh, Nolan Patrick is a very underrated pickup for this team. I he think he is if he can get his migraine stuff under control. Yeah, well, maybe they won't just be force feeding him Ambien anymore, and he can. But um, <laughs> then, um, Vegas is by far the best team, and then it's is who do you trust? You have Edmonton, who's never. I don't know. I think. I think Edmonton will make the playoffs.
1: I, I don't know, man. Edmonton, Edmonton can win thirty games, and it wouldn't shock me. Edmonton's goaltending isn't is old and bad. Yeah.
2: I can picture, like I said, I trust Edmonton to make the playoffs somehow, but I don't trust them to make it far in the
0: playoffs. Okay, because I don't think.
2: Word. Here's what I think they're like. Here's what I think they're going to do for the goaltending as well. Here's what I, I keep hearing rumors is that they're going to have they're going to run three goalies this year. So they're going to run Skinner, um, Koskinen, and. Uh, Smith
1: see I keep hearing three goalies but I keep hearing uh that they're gonna send Koskinen to Buffalo or uh Arizona and then they're gonna run Skinner uh Alex Stalock and Smith
2: well Stalock's out for a couple months now
1: oh is he again
2: with some kind of COVID thing
1: shout out to the Sharks
0: for supplying every backup goalie at the NHL yeah um Aaron Doe got
1: cut today? Did you tell me that? I yeah, put it in I the group chat, waivers? yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys got, you got, you got, you got put on waivers. That's fucking tough. That's Again. tough. <laughs> um, anyways, Vegas is the best team, bar none. Then Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. It's toss-up. I don't know who's better than who. I think Edmonton's uh, the better of the bunch. They're the most talent. I mean, I guess Calgary losing Giordano is going to sting a little bit. Like
2: here's what I here's what I think honestly. I think Edmonton is a better team everywhere except for goaltending. Out of the Canadian Canadian even, teams,
1: even their defense.
2: I take Edmonton's defense over Calgary's defense now. Without now that they have lost Giordano, their best defenseman is Chris
1: You're forgetting about Noah Hannafin. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah,
2: but I don't know. I, I like Barry. I like. Uh, I like Clef Bomb. I
1: nurse. Clef Bomb's out, though. Is he still out? Yeah, he's basically done. I believe. I he
0: was coming back this year. No. Where okay. do we think the Kraken are ending up?
1: I, I honestly don't third.
0: know. I have them middle of the road. I don't think they're going to be that good. Four. I have them fourth. I
1: have them, and I have them in that middle of the road pack. But I think they're just they're going to get enough wins because this division so, isn't great. That.
2: My my top four is Vegas, uh, Edmonton, Calgary, Seattle.
0: Edmonton, Vegas. Uh, that's not
2: bad. Um, but maybe also that fourth spot. I could see also Los Angeles taking the wild card from Seattle.
1: I have Vegas, Edmonton, and Seattle making the playoffs. I have Vegas, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Okay. I don't know what it is about Vancouver. There's just something that I don't like. They have good players. They're just I don't I, know. Don't, I don't trust anyone in this division other than Vegas.
2: Yeah. That's that's a very very, very agreement.
0: Um then of course you have the three California teams which we haven't mentioned. Anaheim. We I mentioned played them Los in the, We played that you did. We played them in the rookie showcase and when I say we I mean the Sharks because I'm a member of the team. And the, the they're nasty. They have so many young guys coming up. They're going to be really good. So, hey, who'd they draft? They get
1: McTavish this year? Yeah, Anaheim drafted Mason McTavish. McTavish.
0: Yeah. They have him. They have Zegris. They still have what? Drysdale back there, too? Yeah. And they're going to be nasty. It's going to take a year or two, but they're going to be good. So, you know what? Team also has a really underrated prospect pool. Who?
2: Like super underrated, oh. Winnipeg. Can't tell you a single prospect. That's what it's, I mean.
0: Like,
1: it's good. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't know. It, I don't think it's, it's under, top half in the NHL.
2: But it's underrated. Is my point.
1: I don't. I don't think it is. I think it is. Who do they have? Cole Profetti. Okay
2: then there's the – for our name, I mean, he's a defenseman. He's a defenseman. He's going to be good.
1: Vinny um, – I don't know who you're thinking of. Uh, yeah. Vinny Heisen, Heisen? No, something H- like that. Yeah. Or something like
2: that. And then there's uh, also – the winger. Again, he's a, decent. but. And then they also got another winger too. He's young. Yeah. I supposed to I'd, be good. I'd... Anyway, we're not talking about that anymore. I just – I we i talking about prospect pools, I figured I'd mention them. I think they're underrated. They're not yeah, great, they're, but they're underrated.
0: The the Sharks are the team I'm gonna talk about for a little bit here, obviously. They're moving up. I, I don't think they're gonna be good this year. I think they'll be I think they'll be better than people think, but I think they're in that place where they're not good enough to compete for anything, and they're also not bad enough to get a number one overall pick. So it's kind of a tough place to be if you're San Jose. But you gotta, you, gotta no. blow it you, gotta, you gotta blow it up, man. See, if they trade Tomash Hurdle, that's when they're gonna blow it up.
1: I was just gonna ask that. Do they yeah. trade
0: Hurdle? I think you see he's what signed through this year till next, I think? Or is this uh, his last year? This is UFA year. Let me check. But yeah, you could you could get you could get a lot for him. I oh,
1: keep hearing rumors about Hurdle. Hurdle should go to the Bruins. He should. He one year. One year. So he's a UFA next season. I would love him on the Bruins. He would, I think he'd replace a. He's one of,
0: he's one of the last true remaining power forwards. And he's, he's good at what he does. I think you trade for him. I think if the sharks retained some salary, I don't think a team would hate getting one of the defensemen either. Burns has, I think a year left at eight. I think if the sharks retained some of that four
1: years, no, he does not. Does he Burns still has four years left? No shot. Really, never mind. No one's taking yep. that,
0: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> four years at eight. Or what
0: four about years the, eight? What about EK65? See, about I still don't think EK65 is that bad, but EK65 is the the perennial. And like, if he was making eight million dollars a year, I don't think people would care. No, he just makes too worth money. Yeah, and he's not. Is he really signed through when is he signed? One, yeah, so I guess.
1: And Velasquez has got five.
0: Wait, so his cap hits eight, even though he's making less. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's only making five million a year for the next two years. Because
2: what his contract how the cap hit works, it's they take the total amount of his contract.
1: So uh-huh. let's say
2: you sign for 80 million dollars over yeah. 10 years. I'm just, just for easy math. And then in the first like three years you get 70 million dollars and they're landing-
0: gotcha. Yeah, because in 18, 19, 20, yeah, he made he made like 10 million a year. And then right.
2: So they just take the they take the annual average value and then and that's a cap hit.
0: Yeah, it's tough. But the sharks they just had they're in a bad spot they need to get rid of these some of these contracts. They finally bought out Martin Jones, which was, in my opinion, the worst contract of all of them. But I like Eklund, I like Borderlow. I like Wiseblood, hey, I like Robbins. I like
1: Philadelphia these guys. is happy with their decision of signing you, Martin Jones. Did you see him play in that preseason game? No. He gave up a goal on a shot from just below the blue
0: line. Wrist shot, no screen. Just gave up a goal. Okay, if are talking about bad
2: preseason games, can we talk about the game that Chicago had with five different goalies and five shots and five goals?
0: That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. Get Scott Foster in there. Not Scott <laughs> Foster. Is that is that who it is, the, the e-bug? Is that his name? Uh, no, uh, David Harris. David Ayers, that's who. Who's Scott Foster? I have no idea. I'll look this up. That name sounds familiar. I think he's. I, I, I think he. I think he's an EBUG. Um. Yeah, he appeared in one game for the Blackhawks. Near. Yeah, oh, he was okay. an EBUG. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the account. Yeah, I was
2: right. I, I just remember David Ayers. because David Ayers, uh, is from
0: the. He was from the the Hurricanes.
2: Yeah, yeah. He beat the Anyways. Leafs. He was well,
0: technically from the Leafs, playing for the Hurricanes. Yeah. Anyways. Um, do we have anything else? Any? I mean, I guess who's coming out of the West? I think it's Colorado. I think Colorado is by far the best team.
2: Um, no, I think it's going to be Edmonton.
1: It's going to yeah, be no, the team just... with the most French players is what Liam says. Nah, it's going to be the team with the most
0: <laughs> Saskatchewan-born players. Absolutely <laughs> not going to be Edmonton. But Edmonton just hasn't done anything. They haven't shown anyone anything ever. But that's what I mean.
2: They're, gonna, they're just gonna like do something ridiculous and be like, what just happened? Uh, anyway, and, no. and then they're
0: gonna be they're gonna be Tampa in the cup final, and then the Tampa's gonna three peat. I William think... William Eklund looks nasty, by the way. Yes.
2: And uh James Neal's gonna score 40 goals this year or something. Stupid.
0: You could have told James... me he wasn't a, You could have told me James Neal retired three years ago and I would have believed you. James Neal
1: is on a PTO. <laughs> So he basically did retire.
0: <laughs> I mean, exactly. he, he, scored, he scored a hat-trick in his first game. We do have to say the the team I work for, we just signed a guy to a PTO for our team and has one of the best names I've ever heard. His name is Kodiak White Duck. It's a
1: great name. Great name. Nice. I'm pretty That's excited amazing. about it. Pretty excited. You know. The team coming out of the West is, is it's a toss-up, Vegas or Colorado. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think it's gonna be Colorado.
2: Oh, yeah, I, you're all wrong.
1: I hope for Colorado's sake it's Colorado because I think this is one of the years that if they don't do it this year, then they 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 got, I think, three years that if they don't get to the cup final, that they need to worry. Well, now they have their
0: they're gonna be loaded. It's gonna be oh, about Kemper, be. right, because Kemper's kind of the X factor there. He's yeah. new, you don't know what he's gonna be, oh, but
1: EA Sports, X factor. I like it. <sighs>
0: Yeah. The new NHL game looks pretty awesome, by the way. And they brought in roster sharing. They finally did again. I know. I know. Jim did, did, did you ever used to do the GM Connecteds with fantasy drafts? I love yeah. that. Yeah, we used to do it and we'd it was fun. We would lock, we did it in NBA and we would lock trades outside of us so we couldn't trade with the computer. We could only trade with each other. And it was so much fun but um yeah the nhl game looks cool and they finally fixed shot blocking you couldn't block a shot without getting a tripping and
2: yeah. they
0: finally fixed it now and oh. i'm so excited
2: i'm so excited to say play it tomorrow
0: Oh, it comes out tomorrow no the 10-hour free trial is tomorrow oh yeah i have work i can't
2: do and that. then it and then it well you can play it on the weekend
0: we have I, have I have three games this weekend as a matter of fact
2: but oh. and then uh on monday you get the, the actual game yeah, if you if you do the pre-order and you pay the extra money,
1: I don't want to do that. I'll wait. But um, I, I don't really have a here. system just... anymore, so whatever. You don't? I'm just not. No, I sold
0: I sold my system. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely. I, I, will,
2: I will say the Xbox X is phenomenal compared to the Xbox One.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm debating getting a PS Five. I don't really the PS Four still works. not wood. So get
2: get the Xbox so I can play with
0: you. No, Xbox is horrible. Yeah. I mean there's clearly a superior game system here and it's not the Xbox. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's the Apple TV. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, God. Um but hashtag Ted, hashtag Ted Lasso. Yeah. Great show, by the way. Have you guys watched that? Oh yeah, love I have it. not. Unbelievable. I'm not I'm not all the way caught up. I'm on the last episode I watched was um, oh goodness, what happened? The wed, the funeral. Oh, I I just oh. watched that episode, so I'm a couple behind.
2: No, but, I just watched. Uh, I just watched make. I just watched make Rebecca great again. So I'm like way behind.
0: Oh, okay. That's a great one, by the way. But um, yeah, great show. I've also been rewatching West Wing. Another great show. I'm gonna start the Sopranos. I think. And Fun uh,
2: stuff. Yeah. I another think that's great, about it, right? Yeah. I mean, one, one more thing. Do you like
0: audiobooks? No. Okay. I and, listen to podcasts or I read.
2: Oh, you, you like to read books though.
0: I do. Yeah, I read. Um, check out, right, right check now. out the
2: book. It's called The Outpost. It's for our listeners too, The Outpost. Great book. It's about Op place in the states. I mean, Space hey, uh, Afghanistan. Great book.
0: Yeah, I watched. A, I watched. That, there's a movie about it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the, like it, it's got,
0: the, it got it got it got like crazy bombarded and like 400 yeah. troops and all that, right? Yeah. And that guy got a medal of honor, and he was yep. alive during it, and he was like one of the first. Yeah. It's a great I mean, movie. Eli- I've never read it.
2: It happened in, like, 2012, so, yeah.
0: No, no, but he was one of the first people in a long time to get the Medal of Honor who wasn't dead, right? Well, yeah, because everybody else got the Medal of Honor got it in World War II, and they're dead now. They're all old. No, no, who got it while he was alive. Like, most people who get the Medal of Honor are dead when they receive it. Yes. Yeah, and- I believe he was one of the first people since, like, the i have to look this up. I'm not going to try and skewer anyone's name. Since since World War II. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that people in, like, internment camps and stuff got it. But, yeah, I remember I remember watching it. It was really good. Great movie. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but that's probably a good book. It, you look at that outpost and you go, oh, my God. Why is that there? It's sitting in the middle of, like, seven mountains all around it, in the middle yeah, of, like, Taliban-controlled like, Afghanistan.
2: It's It's the worst tactically placed – well, one of the two – there was two really dumb things in there. It's Americans Restrepo did. too, right? Restrepo was the other one, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's both, another great movie.
2: Both terrible place outposts. I don't know why or what high ranking military officer decided that was a good idea. But anyway, I'm going another rant. We yeah. could do a military. No, we could do a military podcast. But yeah. there's
0: uh, there's two two books I have that you guys got to read. Now that you don't, you don't have to read it, but you should read it because you know reading is good for you. But. It's called State of War, which is a really interesting book. It was by it's by a guy who was a, a foreign intelligence reporter during the George Bush administration. And he basically waited until the Statute of Limitations was up on everything and then just told everything that he had ever found out. <laughs> so it's really interesting to see like the inner workings of it. And the other one, which I usually have, I don't know where it is. I can't find it, but it's about the guy who invented FBI hostage negotiation. Hmm. And he talks about like trying to talk down David Koresh and talk down all these people. Awesome books. But yeah, I do like reading. Reading's my thing. Not really. I I think that's it though. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in until next week. This is the red light hockey podcast. Hope you have a good weekend.